Hey everyone and welcome back to the Christmas Carol Countdown. This episode is the follow-up to our last episode talking about 1970s musical Scrooge starring Albert Finney. In this episode we'll be talking about the animated remake that premiered on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Of course joining me once again is my friend Mark Brown. We talked about covering the original before so the last episode was a long time coming. But when we heard this new version was coming to Netflix and of course us both being animation fans we figured we better do both of these movies this year. Jonathan, we're back. <laughs> yes. You kept our promise. Yes. Why did we keep our promise? <laughs> I don't really know what I thought this movie was going to be, but it wasn't what I got. Yeah, I also didn't know what to ex. Well, I guess I expected a remake of the Albert Finney film, and I got, again, <laughs> I don't know what I got. What I got. I mean, it was, but they made some weird changes. So almost, almost as much as if it wasn't a remake. Yeah, almost. Like there, it was. It was like some scenes were remakes, and other scenes were just wildly different. Yeah, exactly. And even the scenes that were similar were wildly different. And there's not much um, information online about this movie yet. I guess it's still new and all that. But yeah, I, what I what I don't get why why was this, this remake even made in the first place? So, like Leslie Bricus, he did he you know uh, did this the screenplay, the songs. I mm-hmm. think the screenplay, but definitely the songs of the original. But in this film, he, he's also the you know the screen the lyricist but he's also the producer so i i don't know was it his idea to remake it was he was he thinking hey we need a new animated version of scrooge and then i guess the studio just messed everything up and gave us this but i I just don't get why 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 was this made i guessed that he was the one behind it Mm -hmm. because he's like his name is all over it he wrote all the songs he wrote the new songs yeah but there was so much weird stuff in this movie. <laughs> it was like, I mean, obviously this version is for kids. Like, I don't think it's even, I guess you could call it a family film, but it's more for kids. But even then there's some weird stuff that I would not have liked as a child. <laughs> there's some stuff that would have creeped me out as a kid. Which, I mean, I guess that's fine, because, like, they have stuff to creep kids out safely in other movies, and this wasn't, like, there was nothing horrifying in this. So, I guess it's whatever. But it's just, I don't know, I guess I was expecting something a little bit more mature than what we got. Because there was just some, like, there was so many weird things added to this movie. <laughs> so, I feel like... um like you said, there there is there are some like scary things or whatnot, but overall it is aimed. For, it seems to be aimed for kids. This is probably yeah. the most kiddie version of a Christmas Carol I think I've ever seen. Like kid or kid aimed at. 
like even the animated one with Tim Curry, I think, was a lot more <laughs> family oriented than this one was. I don't know. They're kind of tied <laughs> for me. <laughs> hey, there was no Santa suity suit in this one. Though. Uh, yeah. I guess that to me that's a point in this one's oh, favor, but I, <laughs> it's a point against it for you, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. When you when you ruin, thank you very much, and speed up the tempo and cut half the song. Of course, it's it's a point. <laughs> yeah, all of the songs that they used were changed in some way, either the style or the tempo or. Yeah. First, first of all, they didn't use all the songs. They used like apparently they used six, which to me that was still more than I recognized. And then they wrote new songs, which again, I don't know why. If you're gonna remake the film, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Disney does that too. But like, I guess they do it. Disney does it probably to get like Oscar nominations for best original song. But like, why is this film doing it? I don't get it. I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why this film did a lot of things. <laughs> I, I have a feeling this wasn't Leslie Bruce's idea. I feel he was someone planted it in his head or like forced him to do this. I don't know. Like like I said, there's not much info on the internet about. The I would I would love the making of some behind the scenes of this movie, like why they did so many of the things that they did. If you're listening to this podcast and you're related to the production, please reach out to Jonathan North. <laughs> I need answers. <laughs> and have, have, have me back on that episode. I definitely want to be <laughs> Well, I guess we could start at the beginning. The yeah, first, the place, first yeah. big change is that they changed I Hate People to I Love Christmas. <laughs> okay, so so that actually, the, the Albert Finney movie Scrooge, they've probably in the past 10 or 20 years they made it into like a stage musical and i think we in, i think we might have talked about that yeah so in that musical they do change i hate people title of christmas so that that didn't bother me too much because i feel okay that's what they did in the musical even though i miss i hate people but at least the first time i heard that then i thought okay maybe the rest of the songs will be <laughs> will be <laughs> tolerable from or at least similar to the original but nope i was i wasn't for surprise well with this one it started out okay because it was like a mix of deck the halls and i love christmas and i liked what they were doing with deck the halls but then it just got extremely broadway like extremely broadway like the dancing and the over exaggerated everything and then lights everywhere like snowflake lights and it was like what is going on here this this does not feel at all like a christmas carol like, like i was thinking to myself you remember on the old one we talked about they had the tagline what the dickens have they done to scrooge <laughs> it fits more on this version than it did in the one in the 70s oh that's so right yeah that, that, that is literally that's the main that should be the title of this episode <laughs> <laughs> if you did titles yeah <laughs> i i have a couple of times maybe i could do it for this one <laughs> there we go what the dickens have they done <laughs> and then they they had this guy dancing through the street and i was like who is this guy but it turned out it was his nephew who is again named harry instead of fred for some reason mm -hmm. i'm not sure why they've made that change and then kept that change but 
I mean, yeah, I guess it, it's a remake of the '70s one, so I guess that's fine. But it's yeah. I, I still have the same question: Why change his name in the first place? Exactly. But but yeah, that's the same. That's one of the issues I had with the songs. Besides all the other issues, is all the singing. Like you said, it sounds like Hugh Jackman, the Greatest Showman, like that style. Yeah. When I, when I hear Scrooge singing, that's not the voice I want to hear. I want to hear an old man singing. I don't want to hear like a young. Hugh Jackman belting out kind of rock and roll kind of song in a Christmas carol. Yeah, it was everything was just extremely over the top. And then this version, like the one we've talked about before, the one you like, he has a dog, which to me makes. (laughs) Yeah, this one is named Prudence, which I guess is fine too. But to me, Scrooge should not have a dog. Like, and the dog, I guess he did belong to Marley, and Marley is shown in the past to have another dog as well, so Marley likes dogs apparently, but it just seems so out of character for Scrooge especially to have something that he should care about. Yeah, and speaking of out of character, like it, it just seemed to me that Scrooge wasn't known in his town to be like a miser or just a, a, a grumpy guy because like literally everyone he bumps into doesn't make any mention of that or like they, they seem to just treat him like a regular mm-hmm. guy so like he doesn't even have that reputation of being yeah. a humbug i feel he probably doesn't even say that like maybe once or in the whole movie he, he says it at least once maybe yeah. a couple times but it's not like a catchphrase like usually which brings me to my next point there's probably almost very little dialogue from from the original Christmas Carol, like usually when you watch these adaptations, you're used to hearing the same dialogues and you kind of look forward to it. But like literally almost everything is just some brand new screenplay. I noticed bits of dialogue, but it was like they were remixed. Like mm-hmm. they took lines and then used them in different contexts and in different ways and maybe by different people. So I I recognize some of the dialogue as from the book. Like, um, I I think Present talks about him being like a squeezing, grasping something or other. Mm. Like that was from the book, but he used it in a different way from the book. And I'm not sure. I don't think that that was even spoken dialogue in the book. I think that was just the way Dickens described him. So it was stuff like that where they took something from the book, but then they used it out of context from the book. Which I guess is fine. Like, that's a, a yeah. nitpick, I guess. I have many nitpicks with this movie. <laughs> like, like, I texted you after I saw this. I like, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and throughout the movie, I kept thinking to myself, what the heck is this movie? <laughs> I did like, there was, like, this is supposed to be a remake of the one in the 70s. So I liked when the, there were things specifically from that movie that were carried over into this like having tiny tim and his sister kathy be like the yeah. main cratchit children i i don't were they singing in the street for money like they were in this one in the 70s one i think they were briefly okay or or, or they were singing while looking at a window well i know they were doing that but i couldn't remember if they were like asking for money in the street i don't remember But that's what they're doing in this one. But they did have the scene in the toy shop, but it was like folded into like Tom Jenkins is now not a soup seller. He's works at the toy shop. Yeah. 
which was fine. That's an easy way to condense a few scenes because the one from the 70s is very long. Yes. So I'm fine with that kind of a change. And as I I could I didn't remember that Tom Jenkins was the name of the guy, the the soup seller. But when Scrooge walks in, he's talking about him owing 25 pounds and he's going to make him pay 25 extra pounds. I was like, OK, this is the guy that's going to sing. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. Sing in quotation marks. Yes. And one of the weirdest scenes, I mean, it's, it, in retrospect, I guess maybe it's not that weird, but it's, it stuck out as weird to me in the beginning when his nephew is like trying to flag him down the street and he's like creeping around trying to hide behind things. And I was like, yeah, this is a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah. That, you could see that that's put in for the kids. Exactly. Yeah. i never seen that before in any Christmas Carol. Yeah, no. And then you've got things that... I don't I don't remember if this was something in the 70s one but it's something that has been in others. His nephew was well first of all, he was born on Christmas, which I don't remember if that's been in any version. Yeah, but, I, I don't remember either. But his mother, Scrooge's sister died in childbirth, and that's something that's been borrowed from other versions. I don't think that's from the book, but that's something that is now almost canon, like so many versions have done that that people just accept it as part of the story but i think they're using it in this one because it happened on christmas that's the reason he hates christmas mm -hmm. which i guess is fine i don't know how i feel about that I'm, I'm, i think if i liked the movie more i wouldn't be nitpicking that <laughs> yeah that, that didn't bother me too much because like you said they've used it in other versions i think the most famous one that comes to mind is the Callister sims group yes which is yes. in particular so like that I might have been the first one that did that probably yeah but yeah i don't remember if in the albert finney scrooge if that was mentioned or not but then you have him refusing the christmas dinner invite and then he Docs Bob Cratchit's pay for spilling ink, even though he's the one who spilled the ink. I feel I've seen that too before in another version or something mm. similar to that. Yeah. But then Bob goes home and Scrooge heads home and he sings a new song. I'm not sure what the song is called. He's singing like, tell me about like, why am I? I don't remember. So it's something about why do I need to care about Christmas or what? <laughs> what yeah. Why is this my issue? I don't even remember. But it's like a rock opera. Exactly. Yes, it, was, that... it was like, what is this song? What is this movie? Literally every time Scrooge sings, I don't want to hear Evita. Like, that's not what I'm <laughs> expecting to hear from an old 80-year-old man or who or however old he's supposed to be. But like, like even before he leaves, you know, before he leaves, he's looking out the window and he sees like a lot of different people and stuff going on outside. And to me, that I felt like that was taking a long time. Like, I, I, I almost thought that they were going to change the setting for the ghost to be be at the office instead of having Scrooge go home. Like I literally thought that's the direction they were going because I felt mm. they they had already changed so much already and they were spending so much time at the office. I thought I really thought he was going to like fall asleep at the office and then the, the ghost would come haunt him there. I think I've seen that in other versions, so it wouldn't be unprecedented. Oh, okay, but no, they needed to have a rock opera musical <laughs> number. <laughs> one of the things that i actually did like was there's something we liked 
Yes. <laughs> no, there's a few things that I yeah. liked in this. One. There's there's they're sprinkled throughout. Like I don't think that this is a bad version. It's just <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> and one of the things that I liked is Marley. Marley was extremely over the top theatrical ghost creepy but in a cool way i loved how he's like blue ice fire and i loved his gold coins on his eyes because like that's i guess something that they used to do in the past and you even see that in i think the 09 cgi yeah Yeah. and i thought that was cool i liked the weird flames that were like i could you almost couldn't tell that they were flames because like I wouldn't say the CGI in this is amazing, but in things like the ghost, I liked the effect. It looked the flames looked like they were particles, like they had physical form almost, especially around the eyes on the coins. And I just I thought Marley was cool. I liked Marley. They even had his jaw lock open at one point, <laughs> which that in other versions has creeped me out and it wasn't particularly pleasant in this one, but I kind of liked the touch. I thought the animation for him was pretty good. Like they, they did spend a lot of time in his character the character design. And Jonathan Price voices him, so I thought he did a he did a good job. Yes. Even, even Luke Evans says um Scrooge wasn't bad. It's just he's a great singer, but I don't want to hear a great singer as Scrooge. <laughs> I want Albert Finney singing for Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, he is it, I mean all of the music was technically good. It just felt so out of place and yes. bizarre. It's not like Scrooge is, should not yeah. be singing a rock opera. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not Ivy. <laughs> but I was also distracted because I was I kept looking for like the familiar dialogues. So like even when mm. Marley was around, I was keep I wanted to hear the oh you know there's more grave than gravy about you or or you know yeah the, there the, really the usual wasn't stuff. yeah the usual stuff but there there wasn't one thing that i thought was weird i don't remember if they even did this in the one that you like with tim curry did the dog go with him everywhere he did okay it just felt weird that prudence was going on all of these journeys with him it's like the dog is being traumatized. What did the dog ever do to deserve this? <laughs> All she did was get owned by Marley. <laughs> That's not her fault. <laughs> Attention to who owns you, kids. <laughs> Maybe that's the moral. I don't know. <laughs> and they also had a lot of ghosts in this scene, which you don't always get in different versions. It was interesting the way they did it. It was like they were caught in like a blue ice dimension surrounded by a ghost tornado. <laughs> Like everything was so over the top, trying to be so epic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I guess is fine. It certainly made this memorable. (laughs) Yeah, like one. That's one thing I I I can't say I won't forget this movie. (laughs) Oh no, definitely not. This is always going to come up in conversations about Christmas (laughs) Carol from here on. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most memorable ones I've ever seen. I don't even remember any. Do you remember any like pr- um, promotion for this film or no? I think I had to go looking for a trailer. Wow! And I didn't. I never saw it advertised anywhere. I never saw any anything on like YouTube. Like sometimes yeah. I get to see trailers pop up in the sidebar. Never saw it. I barely saw anyone talking about it on Twitter. Like I knew about it because of this podcast, and you reminded me of it. Yeah, but. 
other than that, I would not have known this was coming out. I think I only knew about it because the Wikipedia page for the old Scrooge had mentioned this. Mm. Like up to now, like, well, I don't know about this particular second, but at least earlier today, this Scrooge movie doesn't have its own um, Wikipedia page either. Yeah, well, maybe it will because when I've now watched this twice because I watched it again today to make notes. And when I watched it today, it said it was trending at number seven on Netflix. So people are watching it. So who knows? Maybe it'll take off and get popular. I would hate for this one to be the popular one, but hey, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it can never beat Muppets Christmas Carol, so I don't need to worry about it overshadowing my favorite version. <laughs> or my favorite version. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't beat uh, Santa Susan. <laughs> Well, after Marley leaves, it pretty much goes straight into the first ghost. He has like a little bit of time where he thinks maybe he was dreaming, but then you get more epicness. His walls start cracking and glowing, and then a flame comes out and grows into a candle woman, which I I, I liked the touch of her being a candle because (laughs) that's from the book. Yeah. Like the book, the first ghost is described as being a candle or a flame on a candle or something like that. So I did like that touch. You don't always get the first ghost as being like a candle or a flame. Yeah, this is something this is something I liked a lot. I liked her um design because like you said it was that candle-ish kind of look like that the mm-hmm. book mentions as well as I think the Jim Carrey one does something similar to that too. Yes, in the Jim Carrey one I believe well, the whole like head flame is the flame. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like she, she, I think was probably my favorite thing about this movie, and she has a cool trait that she could actually morph into anyone from Scrooge's past. I can't remember if that's been done before. It hasn't. I don't remember that happening. Yeah, but I thought that was a cool. That was a cool little touch. Like I said, okay, I can. I did. That's a cool touch. I can go with that. But then the question is, can she only morph into people from Scrooge's past, or? Basically, her original form. Who was that in Scrooge's past? I took her original form as just who, what she looks like normally. For any morphin. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of her character to begin with? Like the whole her whole character. I liked it. Uh, Olympia Coleman does the voice, and I think she brings a lot of that like bubbly, fun mm-hmm. personality in it. And she she has this kind of cool like a like 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 a friendly kind of a vibe um i don't really get a oh i'm here to teach you a lesson kind of vibe mm-hmm. but i i feel that actually it, it works in this I, I didn't really have i i actually like that probably i will say i liked her better on the second viewing but on the first viewing i did not like her <laughs> oh she didn't like <laughs> she was way too much of a goofball okay. and when i'm when i what i'm looking for in in the ghost of christmas past is someone serious about trying to get Scrooge to have a change of heart? Yeah. And she's just a goofball. Which, once I knew that that's what she's supposed to be, I had more fun with her in the second viewing. But on the first viewing, I was like, what is this character? This is for children. Yeah, exactly. This is another part where it's we can see who the intended audience was. Yes. Like I said, I, I, I personally, like, she's probably my favorite character in in the whole movie. I haven't given much thought to who my favorite character might be. 
but I guess by process of elimination, it could be her. Because <laughs> I didn't care much about a lot of the characters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great uh, thing of achievement. But yeah. <laughs> Once I got over the fact that it was just trying way too hard to be epic, I liked her interdimensional time portal thing. Yes. It was like the opening to Doctor Who. Like it could be the new opening. Like every every doctor gets a new opening. It's like this could be the fifteenth doctor's new opening. <laughs> so yeah, so so this version they don't go flying out a window. He she just makes like a wormhole in, yeah. in the house and they fall through it. Has that I don't has that been done before? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think that's new to this one. Like you said, it it's the questions of how do they decide what they're changing and why the heck do they make these decisions and why do they keep the other stuff that they're keeping? My feeling is that they're making these decisions because they want it to be epic. Mm. Like everything about them traveling through the past and even in the present and a little bit in the future was like, we've got to make this as epic and awesome and spectacular as possible to the point where it became ridiculous to me, Mm. (laughs) even though I did like some of it. At, at some point, I was just like, what is this movie? <laughs> it's like, this does not feel like a Christmas Carol. Or a remake of the Albert Finch movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. There's, like, if I had not... Well, obviously, if I hadn't seen the 70s one, I wouldn't know this is a remake. But even if I had, if I had seen the 70s one, and then years later watched this one completely independent of that one... I would not recognize this as a remake of the movie from the 70s. No, no, I think like the, only, at all. the only thing would be the songs that they took from the original still. That would be the only thing that would be I might have recognized Thank You Very Much. Yeah. But the and others I would not have recognized. To be honest, only that and I Like Life were the only ones I recognized. I wouldn't have even recognized I Like Life. Because they changed that so well, we'll get to it. But gosh, they, yes. they messed that up so They changed that up so much. <laughs> Only once I heard the once I saw because I watched it with subtitles. Once I saw the lyrics on the screen, I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what this song is." Uh, they also another weird change is when he's in the past, he tries to touch somebody, and he like gets electrocuted Looney Tunes style. <laughs> it's kids. Like his skeleton shows and everything. It's, it's like kid. what? It's a kids movie. And <laughs> <laughs> make a five year old laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then they have something in this that I think they took it from the Alan Menken musical because Scrooge has to work as a child to support his mother and sister because his father was set to debtor's prison. Mm-hmm. That was from the Alan Menken musical, wasn't it? I think so. I couldn't remember if it was from anything else. I don't the... think I've seen that in any other version except that musical. Okay, so uh, there we go. They took something. They, they took the dog from the Tim Curry one. They took they yeah. Took that. No, I really think that they did just kind of pick and choose little elements of different versions because I I don't think I made note of everything, but there was little things here and there that I felt like I was recognizing from other versions. That was the main one that really stuck out because I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. But it really felt like an amalgamation of a bunch of other versions, mostly the 70s one, but other versions as well, all kind of mixed together, and then the epicness turned up to 11. That's true. We, we already mentioned, like, during our talk so far, we already mentioned the Alistair Sim version, the Tim Curry one, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the Jim Carrey one, the uh, Alan Mankin one. Yes. 
they just they watched a ton of Christmas Carol versions and then plucked a few things out of each one. They listen to all your podcasts. They're like, okay, we'll <laughs> we'll pick all the stuff that he and his guests like and put them together, <laughs> and it'll be a masterpiece. I'm not sure it was a masterpiece, but it was certainly memorable. Like his sister, so so his sister is named Jen in this one, which I don't think she's been named Jen in any other version. Yeah, and, I don't remember that name in any other version. And she's also sickly. Was she ever sickly in any other version? I don't remember that either. She's also younger than him, which I don't remember her ever being younger than him either. Usually she's older. I feel I've seen her younger in a couple others, but I could be wrong. If she is, it's not one that I've really remembered. This is yeah. this one stood out to me as the first one that I remembered her being younger in. But like, I don't get why. Why is she sickly, and then she gets better? She's so like, well, she's supposed to be sick in this version. They have her being sickly so that she reminds him of, or Tiny Tim reminds him of her. Yeah, because you have a bunch of things from his past that are mm-hmm. reminiscent of things in his present that he works to change. And that's one of them. Yeah. And then, like, she dies again after, well, not again, but she dies <laughs> later after, um, you know, during childbirth. Yeah. And then you've got his love interest, again, is Isabel Fezziwig, like in the 70s version. Yeah, the daughter, yeah. And she has the same song, which... It's another one where it's. I had to look it up to make sure I was. I remembered if it was the one from the other movie, and it was. But it, they like again turned the epicness up to eleven, because in the original it was just like a quiet song when they're like in a boat, and it's like they're falling in love or whatever. But this, they're like they're dancing in a nebula cloud dimension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a new song they wrote, but yeah, you're, you're, I guess it's one that I <laughs> it changed so much. Yeah, it was. It's the same. It's the same song, like same tune, melody, everything. But the original was just quiet, and this one was just like epic. <laughs> it's just the subtitle of this movie, yeah. <laughs> or attempting to be <laughs> an epic attempt. There we go. They could have just called it the Epic Christmas Carol. Scrooge, an epic attempt. <laughs> and Isabel is voiced by um, Jessica Buckley, who she's she's been in a lot of stuff recently. Like I, I knew her first when she was a contestant on not like a, a competition show called I Do Anything back in like two thousand eight, where like Andrew Lloyd Webber was trying to pick someone new to play Nancy in the new Oliver adapt um production and she was one of the contestants on there and that's like that's where she first became popular. So like hmm. I was a big fan of that show. So I'm I'm glad it's like I'm happy to see her like doing a lot of movie stuff now. Like she got like Academy Award nomination last year as well. So hmm. I thought that was cool. So she's back to her Dickens roots. Back to her Dickens roots. <laughs> I wonder which one she enjoyed more. <laughs> And then you've got something in here that is totally new to this one. Oh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, unbeknownst to Scrooge, Isabel breaks up with him because she sees him causing a poor father to be dragged off to debtor's prison. But the poor father is the father of Bob Cratchit, which you figure out because 
and I didn't notice at the beginning, but this Bob Cratchit has heterochromia. He's got one blue eye and one green eye. And you see that this baby has one blue eye and one green eye. So <laughs> they, they have them tied together all the way back then when Bob Cratchit is a baby and Scrooge causes his father to get dragged off to prison, which <laughs> that was... I mean, so, so out of place. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that change. <laughs> yeah, that was so out of place because, like, it didn't really go anywhere. Like, okay, not maybe, really. No. Maybe he felt guilty for like five seconds, but that was yeah. it. They never, they never mentioned it again. So I don't see the point of it. Yeah, I think it was just supposed to be a shocking reveal. Like, oh my goodness, Scrooge destroyed Bob Cratchit's family. Does Cratchit know? And he asked, he asked, well, himself, I guess, does Cratchit know about this? And we never really know, find out if Cratchit does know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he does, but I wouldn't I think know. that he would be able to. He was a baby. And I don't know that, well, well, I guess it depends on how old his parents live to be and if they're still around to tell him, hey, you're working for the guy that threw your father in prison. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't go anywhere other than being a shocking reveal. But yeah, I couldn't remember if that's ever been done before, but he confirmed it. Yeah, I feel this is the first time I've ever I've seen that. Yeah, no, I've never seen that before at all. But something that has been done before, not all the time, but you have Isabel and Old Scrooge singing a duet. And this is new to this version. It's a new song, not from the 70s one. Yes, as soon as I heard that song, I'm like, this this is a new song <laughs> it's like an extremely dramatic song and they're like singing in a frozen time lisa frank galaxy dimension <laughs> like this is the most rock opera of all the songs of this <laughs> and this is the most where i'm like yeah these are not the voices i'm expecting i want to hear no, from Scrooge no, and Lisa. Not. <laughs> I, mean, I mean luke evans and is uh just so Kabaki singing amazing, but yeah. that's not what I expect from Scrooge and uh, what's her name? Isabel. Isabel in this version. Yeah. No, this is like, none, none of this is like bad. It's just, it's not a Christmas carol. <laughs> it's so, so beyond what anyone would have expected a Christmas carol to be. And I can't, I to me, it doesn't feel like that's a good thing. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe other people will love how epic all of this is, but it just felt off. Like yeah, it, 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 a lot of it is good. Like the voices are good. The music is good. I like, I like the singing. It just does not feel like it should be in a Christmas carol. No, I agree with you. I looked up on YouTube one of the songs. I can't remember which one it was, but I, I can't remember if it was this one or another song. It was one of the new ones. And like, I'm looking at all the comments and it's all these people who are like praising it and <laughs> I have good things to say. And first, like I'm thinking, what's the age range of these people commenting <laughs> to have they seen any other adaptations or Christmas Carol before this? So like, I guess, I guess I feel they know their audience. The audience is kids. And yeah. I feel a lot of kids will like it, especially if they've never seen another version of Christmas Carol. Even if they don't like it, there'll be a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to keep them occupied. And yeah. I guess right now there's not a lot of new releases 
for kids to watch at the moment, especially Christmas related. So it's like it's either this or Spirited, and I feel that, that that's more PG thirteen. So th- I feel the parents are just going to put this one on for them to watch, and and then I yeah. feel that's that's how this movie will get fans. Probably, maybe in twenty years, this one will be a very fondly remembered oh gosh, piece of their childhood. It could be. Who knows? Twenty years from now, you and I will be doing a, a, a retrospective <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Remember back in the day when we watched this on Netflix? Maybe by then it will have grown on me because already by the second viewing, I liked things more than I liked the first one. Maybe that's your problem with the Tim Curry when you got to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> give, give in to the Santa Studio suit. <laughs> At this point, it's been referenced so many times. Maybe I will. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen the movie since we reviewed it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one thing about um, in the past, it's actually like time is rewinding until mm-hmm. they reach like a point in the past and then it plays at, you know, at regular speed. I thought that was a weird thing, but I guess it goes with the wormhole time yeah. travel motif. It was weird. It was kind of interesting. I didn't feel like they used it to good enough effect for it to be worth it. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like, it was just some guy walking backwards singing a song. For all the epicness that they put in other places, I feel like they could have done something interesting there. And the way the ghost dies is kind of shocking when you think about it like that would, just... have, that would have that would be the most disturbing thing to child me yeah like if i had seen that as a kid i would have been traumatized yeah that was pretty disturbing now that i think about it. it's like piece by piece she so breaks her face falling apart yeah like but that's and she's she's happy about it too she's it's well, it's played fine. for comedy she's yeah. fine with it i still would have been disturbed because it would have been so creepy having her face fall apart like the last scene with like but it's just like her face mask it, it kind of reminds me of remember in return to oz there was like some rock rocks with weird faces on them or something yeah, like that something yeah. something rings a bell and that's that's what i think about i, I think i know what you're talking it's been a couple of years yeah, since i did since that I've one seen it too. yeah i think i know what you're talking about though but another thing that they do with this version is he never goes back home until the end. Like you go from one ghost straight to the next because her wormhole leads him to some sort of Christmas pudding dimension <laughs> with with the ghost of Christmas present. Like there's this tower made of Christmas puddings. And I think that that's what all the ta- like whatever, whatever they're in is some sort of massive room or dimension. And it's like. I think it's just all Christmas puddings. You don't really see the other ones, but he like crashes into this thing and he's covered in dessert or whatever. And then like the walls are all made of these dimensional wormholes. Yeah. But then you see the the ghost of Christmas present. Why is he a giant cat with tattoos? Was he a cat? I think so. He had pointy ears and his nose looked like a cat. Okay, well, I I, I totally didn't. I totally missed that. (laughs) I was like, what is this thing? Why is why isn't he a person? <laughs> I think I was too busy trying to figure out who voiced him. And then when I heard him sing the song that started out as a rap for some reason, <laughs> I was like, what is this new song that they wrote? And then, then the lyrics come up like, oh, this is I Like Life, but they've changed everything about it. Yeah. Like remember remember in the last movie we were talking about how uh, some of the songs were bad, but like 
after a second view and they got tolerable. I Like Life was one of those for me. Like the second yes. time I watched the movie got tolerable. Now it's Definitely. got back to back. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I, the first time I watched it, I was like, what is this song? And then on my second watch, I was like, you know, I think I kind of like this. <laughs> I think I was just too shell-shocked by how bizarre everything was. Like, there's this giant cat man. There's these weird little gremlin troll things that look like oh, Stitch. The cheerlings. <laughs> we got to talk about those. <laughs> like, they weren't even named, but I have the subtitles on, and it called them yeah. cheerlings. And I was like, what? What is this? Why? Wh- where did this come from? <laughs> So again, I guess this is back to the kids thing. They yes, market, that's the only market, thing I could think of. Market some kind of minion type of thing, but these things are freaky. Like, who wants to own a fucking <laughs> Not monster? Me. Who wants to own a pet of that? A plush of, plushie of that? I don't know. Like, they reminded me sort of of trolls, but also of gremlins. No, grim- I got gremlins vibes a lot, yeah. And, but also kind of like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. It was like they took all those things and sort of blended them up into this weird creature that wasn't all that appealing, but I think some little kids will like it. And we'll get to it later, but this was supposed to be their 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 attractive look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> their good version. And this is so freaky already. And they were annoying, too. Oh, yes, too. I did not like them. I was like, why? why do these need to be here? Like I can, I can forgive the giant cat ghost. Like that's weird, but it's okay. That's a choice. The cheerlings were like, this does not need to be here at all. It's ever since Despicable Me came out, every kid-centered film once tried is trying to recapture that popularity and make some sort of minion, cool minion type supporting characters I that, that, that can could make be money it. out of it. But none, none, they can't. They can't really reach the minions level. No, these are not minions. <laughs> these are not the minions. <laughs> these are, I don't know. I don't know what these are. I, I, didn't, I, I don't want to really see like them again. <laughs> but yeah, this song is so, like, I another, like, epic rock opera type thing. And the way he was singing, like, I, I've not really seen any full, like, drag shows, but the cat guy was giving me, like, drag queen vibes. Oh, wow. Just the way, you know how drag queens are, like, over-the-top, theatrical, like, so extra. That's how this guy seemed to me. I got that, yeah. He's just, I don't know, he just didn't, he didn't fit what I expected the Ghost of Christmas present to be. <laughs> Especially not the one from the 1970 version. No, no, definitely not. But like I said, I kind of got into it on the second viewing. After after I got over being so turned off by how bizarre it was, I did enjoy it on the second viewing. It still does not feel like A Christmas Carol. It does not feel like The Ghost of Christmas Present. But I liked the song well enough the second time. I don't think I'm giving this movie a second viewing for a long time, so I can't tell. I can't let you know. I've been trying to watch things twice, like watch it, watch it the first time, and then go through it again and take notes. I'm not no, always I'm not. getting that in, but I did on this one. No, as a reviewer, I think that's a very good thing to do. I just, I just never do it one because it's hard for me to find time, but two yeah. it's because, like, for my live action Disney block, I don't want to watch some of those movies twice. <laughs> Once true. is totally fine. That's I, true. I don't want to watch Meet the Deedles twice. <laughs> 
the country bears. <laughs> oh. Oh, so like his his nephew's wife is named Hella in this version. And I guess one reason they changed the name is because they actually make her Indian, which made me reminded me, I don't think I've ever seen an Indian version of like any of the main characters in Christmas Carol. So I don't think I had either. And I was wondering, I'm not completely familiar with the history. Would this line up with the time with the English going over to India and there being a lot of, well, almost taking over the country, but the colonization, yeah. Would that have lined up with this? Or I were think, they even giving it that much thought? Did they just want to make her Indian? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think that much, dude, because uh, India got independence in 1947, I think. And I'm pretty sure the colonization started in the 1880s, so it, it could have been. I'm okay. 100% sure of the dates. That was that was the first thing that I thought of when that <laughs> family showed up. It's like, does this line up with the history? Is that why they went there? But I wasn't sure that they were even giving it that much thought. Yeah. So, like, I I liked it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool change. It doesn't really change anything really in the story or, so, or anything. So Yeah, and so she doesn't even fine. usually get a name. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was one silent version that she was just called Mrs. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. Fred were like, <laughs> he didn't even get his last name. She just got his first name, but Mrs. <laughs> but yeah, she's so she's not usually a character that gets much thought. So yeah. it's fine to do whatever with mm-hmm. her, I guess. But yeah, they're visiting these different places in the present through the wormholes because, like, in his cavern of Christmas puddings, there's <laughs> wormholes all over the walls. So that's how they end up there. And then they go through another one and end up at the Cratchits. And this is like the scene that I think is the most like the 70s version. Yes. Yeah. This was the scene that reminded me, oh, yeah, this is a remake. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. This is like the only dialogue I feel like reminded me directly of the dialogue of that's the dialogue and the mm-hmm. just the way they animated it, like the movements and everything. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Maybe this is where the remake starts. <laughs> yes. No, the rest of the movie was like, inspired by the 70s version (laughs) this one was like the the direct remake happened in this scene this was like a disney live action remake when they do the scene by scene (laughs) yeah the opposite of animated remake of a live action movie (laughs) yeah pretty much it was scene by scene almost the same i've got the same joke about the duck that with the goose stuffing the goose yes (laughs) stuff or the goose being stuffed or something Uh i forget (laughs) Very similar. They even had Tiny Tim sing the same song, except, of course, they had to epic that up as well. Because I think in the original, there wasn't even music. He was just, like, quietly singing to the family. Standing on a stool singing, I think that was it. Yeah. But in this one, it's, like, drama, music, (laughs) epic. And there's, like, 25 kids. They all all look look the same, all the girls. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how many kids he has in this version, but it's a lot. But the only two that really get a name is the same two that got names in the original. I forget the girl's name already. <laughs> I had to look it up. I forgot. I think it's Catherine, but they call her Kathy. But after the scene at the Cratchits, you have present giving a speech about doing the best you can with the time you have. 
And then I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this yeah. in another version or not. <laughs> but you have like everything starts going dark. The moon turns blood red. It turns into a clock, which looks cool. I like the transformation stuff here. But then like the houses are people are like turning to ash and blowing away. And the ghost of Christmas present turns into the ghost of Christmas future. But it's like a hellish transformation. Like he looks straight up demonic. Yeah, I've never like, seen this. will before. scare children. And like, doesn't that take away the point of there's three ghosts? So now there's two, technically. Yeah, <laughs> and then they the had some thing. dialogue about he's not the same person anymore. And yeah, like, we're okay. like, yeah, he, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what they were going for with that and why they did that change, except for to add extra drama. Like, every change that they made to this seemed like it was for the sole purpose of adding drama. Going back to my what I was hinting at before, the cheerlings turn into the fearlings. So if you thought the cheerlings were creepy as happy-go-lucky gremlin guys, imagine them with devilish looks and devilish grins. <laughs> the weird thing is, though, I like them better as little demons than they were when they were trying to be cute. They, it fit them better. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I knew you were a gremlin the whole time. <laughs> Really, it it did. It seemed like that. This is what they were meant to be in the first place. The, the their original quote unquote cute form. It's like I don't like this thing. Get it out of here. But I'm it, fine with the little demons. My kids will totally buy these plushies. <laughs> I, there probably are some weird little kids who would like it. Never know. But then this is where you get thank you very much. But it's a much abridged version of Very the song. abridged tempos change like i i i was disappointed i was like if they're gonna keep one song and do it right it would be this one and they, they don't they don't they don't ruin it but like oh my it's, it's very truncated it needed to be a longer better song it's yeah. the original is so much better than this one it's not as bad as what they did with be prepared in the lion oh. king remake <laughs> But that, it, that, yeah, it, well, it's that, a that's second. a low bar. <laughs> no, I mean this. This one is fine, but it can't hold a candle to the original. The original, thank you very much. The that's like the most memorable musical number of that whole movie. It's so good, yeah. and this is just not that. That was the that was the Oscar nominated song, and like now we get, like you said, it's truncated, and I don't like the tempo change, and I don't know. I didn't like how Broadway it was. I didn't like any time any of these songs tried to go Broadway. It was like, we don't need this. Like the dance numbers that they were doing. It's like, yeah, well, I guess it's the dance fine, I guess. But... Go, go back to the musical stage adaptation that of the film. Probably. Probably. Maybe, maybe that's what they're like paying tribute to. I guess I would need to see the stage musical to appreciate that. So but weird to you, think there's multiple stage musical stage <laughs> adaptations. Like you have to be specific. Like which one are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've only seen the movie, so I can't make too many comparisons. <laughs> I just know that in this particular instance, I didn't like how theatrical some of the dances were. It just didn't fit. But most of the changes in this didn't fit. So I guess it'll probably be just another thing to add to that list of. This is not a Christmas carol. I don't really remember what else happens 
after that? Did they go straight to the graveyard? Well, Scrooge is like gloating about how he can't be that bad if they're singing his <laughs> praises, which I, I I don't know if I like that better or worse than the original, because in the original, I didn't like him trying to address the crowd completely glossing over the fact that nobody can see him. He doesn't remember that. I didn't I didn't like how forgetful he was about that fact in that in the original version. But I didn't really love that he's gloating about how great he is when he should be learning his lesson at this point. Yeah, he's but he's not it does kind of line up with the original because I don't think he was that repentant in the original at this point, which mm-hmm. is the whole reason he got sent to hell in the 70s version. <laughs> so like that'll do it. I guess so. But uh you reminded me of like there's a bit of dialogue that he says here where it's like he's telling the ghost of Christmas future like, oh is it is he the only person that needs to change or like uh, is yeah. no one else is everyone else you know so good and he's like the only evil person and like is he the only one that needs to change which i i thought that was an interesting piece of dialogue to bring in i mean they don't they don't dwell on it they just kind of gloss over it after that but i mm-hmm. thought that was that was i don't think i've heard scrooge say that in any version either i don't know if that was supposed to be if i feel like the one song towards the beginning the rock opera one that was i feel like the thought was similar in that song like he had a similar train of thought it with what he was talking about in that song i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah they follow the crowd and he does end up at the graveyard after this this is where you see just dump dump his body in in the grave (laughs) yeah priest is like hey what's this yeah, he he sees the crash at first, but then the coffin gets there, and Jenkins just dumps him in <laughs> like he's a, in a wheelbarrow or something. It's just like hey, and then things start happening. I was like, are they gonna send him to hell in this version? And I was like, at this point, I was kind of excited for that. <laughs> I was like, if they send him to hell, I love this version because <laughs> this version is already so far outside of what a Christmas Carol should be. I am totally fine if this version gets to send him to hell, but that does not line up with this being a kid's movie. So I was, I wasn't sure what they were doing. Cause Marley shows up again, things start freezing over. It was like, they're really playing something up here and Scrooge starts pleading with the ghost to spare him. And he, I think a lot of this is similar to the seventies one. Cause he's talking about if he's beyond saving, then yeah. at least let him save tiny Tim. And he's like being backed towards the grave at this point. And he's like getting closer and closer to the edge, and there's like chains snaking up and wrapping around and pulling him towards the grave. And at this point, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm literally chatting to myself, send him to hell, send him to hell. <laughs> it's like I want to see what this movie's version of hell looks like. And then they didn't. <laughs> they really seemed like they were going to. They really played this up like something yeah. dramatic was going to happen. Yeah, I but thought they did. I feel like they chickened out. <laughs> they traumatized us with the, the feelings already. <laughs> no, he just get he gets yanked down into the grave. And in any other version, I would have loved all of this. But at this point, I'm kind of disappointed because he's not going down. <laughs> I don't know why. I just wanted this version of Scrooge to go to hell. 
<laughs> I think this is like the 70s version where, like you mentioned, Marley comes back at the end here and talks to Scrooge again, which the seven in the 70s one, you know, mm-hmm. the Guinness does that when, when Scrooge goes to hell. So I, I don't know if this is because they got Jonathan Price to do the voice. So they wanted him in more scenes. Probably. And it probably also is because it is a remake of the seventies one. They yeah. just switched it up. So he comes to talk to him again before he before. falls in the grave instead of after he's gone to hell before what the hell would have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, he falls into the grave and it's like a nightmare version of the original portal. There's like clocks flying around him and he gets wrapped up in the cloak, but then he wakes up in his bedroom wrapped up in his sheets, which all of that is good. Like in any yeah. other version, I think this would, that would have been a great way to get him back to the, get him back to his house. But in this version, I was disappointed because I wanted him to go to hell. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> And I guess we haven't even really talked about it, but Prudence has been with him this whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she goes through the entire traumatizing thing. Like, this dog is with him through the entire past, present, and future. And you even see an elderly version of Prudence at his grave. And you see her, like, disappear. Yeah, she, like, turns to ash and blows away, (laughs) like all the other people. But she gets, I don't really know what happened with her because she gets left behind when he falls in the grave, but then she's there when he wakes up. So I guess maybe she had a less traumatizing journey home. Who knows? No dogs were harmed in the, <laughs> in the teaching of this lesson. Yeah. And then Scrooge sings a song, which I thought was a new song, but I, I guess it, this was one that Albert Finney sang. But again, I didn't recognize it at all. <laughs> was it? I. I forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently Albert, it's like I'll begin again. Albert Finney sang it at the end. When, when oh, he I came guess back. so. I did. Oh, like for most of these, I was fast forwarding through the movie trying to find them in the original version. I guess yeah. I forgot to do it for this one. I forgot that this was something that he sang. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, they, they change how this ends because you yeah. don't have him. Well, even from the 70s version, because in the 70s version, he's yeah. like going through the streets and people are gathering around him. But in this version, he sends a group of kids off, and not just to get a goose for the Cratches. He sends them with this huge pile of invitations and money to get stuff for a party. He's throwing a big, huge Christmas party, inviting tons of people, everybody from his nephew to Tom Jenkins. He's giving them things. He gives his nephew this doll from his past. I think it was in his mother's picture, but I think he made it, or maybe she made it. I think it was her doll. But he gives him that and they make up and he's promising to spend future Christmases with him. He forgives Tom Jenkins's debt, which that happened in the original version, yeah. but he forgave like everybody in the original version. And then I guess we didn't talk about it. The The charity men were replaced by two elderly ladies, which I did like that change. I thought they were cute. And I liked in the one part of the scene with thank you very much. I liked them holding the pies saying good riddance. <laughs> so they're at the party too and he gives them sacks of money and promises more money every christmas and the cratchits are also in this scene instead of him visiting them or having bob show up for work the next day and getting a surprise he invites him to this party and makes him a partner there with everybody around to witness has he made him a partner in any version before i think so but i'm not 100 percent sure if that's from the book or not yeah you can remember 
but like the uh the women um charity people like they i was too busy trying to f- hear the dialogue that you know the, the usual are there no workout are there no poor mm-hmm. houses <laughs> are there or you know that wasn't yeah so i was like oh, he was just threatening their trumpet players exactly <laughs> and he and then even when you know when he came back after the whole fut- ghost of christmas future and sticks his head out the window i'm expecting him to talk to a like a kid and you know say the usual you know charming boy a delightful boy or whatever mm-hmm. and you know we don't get that either so that was the so, thing I was I was missing a lot in this. I was missing a lot of the dialogue in this movie. Yeah, dialogue. that's probably another reason why it just doesn't feel like a Christmas Carol because so much of a Christmas Carol is is the dialogue. very specific yeah. lines from the book mm-hmm. or lines that are rem- more reminiscent of ones from the book. To me, it's like making a Cat in the Hat movie and then barely having any lines from the Cat in the Hat in it. I don't remember what the Cat in the Hat movie was like. I just remember I didn't like it at the time. I don't remember how much of the book it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember either, but I doubt not. I, yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Well, that's basically the end. You have one more song playing over the credits. I don't think it was in the movie. Christmas Children, that was from the beginning of the movie in the the 70s version with them looking in the windows of the toy shop. This version sounded a little bit more sinister to me. I don't know. I don't think it was supposed to be, but I was like, I don't know. It was like in a minor key for part of it. I was like, is this supposed to sound dark? Is, is that drama and epicness again? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so the movie ends with the dedication to Leslie Bricus because he died last year. So I guess he was working on this before he died. Mm-hmm. But again, they only give him a writing credit, a lyricist credit, but... Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if someone else also worked with him on writing the lyrics for the new songs, because I feel none of the new songs sound like anything he's ever written before, because I'm kind of familiar with, you know, a lot of what he's done song-wise, and I I just feel none of the new songs kind of match, like, what he's done. The only thing I could think of is maybe because he's just older now, so maybe just, you know, old age affects that, but I, I, I honestly think he and someone else wrote the lyrics for the new songs and they just didn't credit the other person. Like it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. It could be, I don't know. I'm not too familiar. I mean, I'm familiar with some of the stuff that he's done, but I'm not familiar enough to be able to say this does not sound like him at all. I didn't think it sounded like him, like the original songs, just because they were so either Broadway or Epic or rock opera or whatever (laughs) they were trying to do. The genre was so such a departure from the original. That's why it didn't sound right to me. But lyric-wise, I don't know if I noticed anything. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, there's there really is not much on the internet about the production of this movie. So. No, I looked for something. Like yeah. there's not really anything on IMDb. Nothing on Wikipedia. There's not really any information about this. I usually like to get some kind of information to yeah, have something to same. go off of to talk about, but there, there's not much to be found at all. We got to reach out to the director <laughs> or somebody's like, "Hey, you got to come on our podcast, on Jonathan's podcast, man." Why is the Ghost of Christmas Present a giant cat man with tattoos? <laughs> Why was this movie remade at all? <laughs> Why is it half a rock opera? What the Dickens did you do, Scrooge? <laughs> 
bring, bringing us back to our title. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I didn't dislike this movie. I mean, I kind of did the first time I watched it. It has grown on me in the second viewing. I won't say that I love it. I won't say that it's a good version of A Christmas Carol, but it is entertaining and memorable, maybe for the wrong reasons. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's watchable. I just don't know that I would... I mean, I know I won't turn this on as we got to watch some versions of A Christmas Carol. This one, I don't know who I would recommend this to. <laughs> like, maybe somebody who wants to watch some weird versions of A Christmas Carol, this would be one to go to. But if somebody's wanting an actual straight adaptation of A Christmas Carol, this is not going to be one to recommend. <laughs> this one is bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I didn't hate this movie. Um, it's one of those movies that there's just so much to criticize. And like you said, it's just memorable. Like there are versions of A Christmas Carol that are more faithful to the film, but like I find them more boring. Uh-huh. So like if I had to pick watching this over watching those yeah. versions, I would probably pick watching this. Yeah, um, that is true. But again, yeah. like I... I'm not making any plans to, to rewatch this anytime soon. Yeah, and, no. Uh, I also wouldn't recommend this to anyone except if it's like someone who's familiar already with the story and the adaptation, and they're like, "I want, I want to watch, you know, a, a new version I haven't seen before." Like, oh, you got to check this watch one. Weird. <laughs> exactly. You got any weird versions? <laughs> you heard of Scrooge or Christmas <laughs> I know one that is like a rock opera with a giant cat man. <laughs> <laughs> cat, cat mouse cat guy with the tattoo <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call this it's not a good movie it's not a bad movie i don't know if i call it an okay movie <laughs> i don't know what this but, is. yeah i don't know i really don't know how i feel about this movie like i i do not love it as a version of a christmas carol yeah. but it's extremely memorable <laughs> Dude, I, I'm it's, it's watchable and entertaining and i like the music but it's it's not a good version of a Christmas Carol. Like I can't even call it a popcorn movie. Like yeah, it's entertaining and memorable, but you're not gonna have it's not enjoy. You're not gonna be smiling while watching this movie. Through I, I will for some scenes. It's like one of those movies where I would like to watch some of the scenes over again. Okay. Like um, what is that one? Is it called Over the Moon? The Glenn Keane oh, film oh, yeah, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that one song when they're on the moon and. I think her name is Chang'a, Chang'a the goddess. Extra luminary. Yes. I love that song. Like I've I've gone to YouTube and found that music video and watched it multiple times. (laughs) But I don't feel like rewatching that movie. The movie kind of bored me, but I loved that scene. The movie bored me a lot in the moon scenes when when she was away from Chang'a and she was like with, I forget who she was with. She was like, they had like, she had other friends that she was with. I feel those scenes were the mm-hmm. bad scenes. I, I liked everything up until they went to the moon and every scene with her and Chang'a, I like everything mm-hmm. else was boring. I agree with you. Yeah, it was it was a mixed bag of a movie. Kind of like this one is a mixed bag of a movie. Like there are scenes that are kind of boring and I probably would fast forward through them. But I, even though they're like bizarre and so out of place in A Christmas Carol, I did like a lot of the music. And and even though I didn't like the I Like Life the first time I watched it, once I got over the this is not a Christmas carol, 
once I got over that, I did like that song. It's bizarre, but I think that's why I liked it. <laughs> just because it's so weird. But yeah, I guess we'll just see in 10 years if this is a cult classic or not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Okay. I think that's probably about all we have to say about this movie. <laughs> I guess we'll probably be back to talk about more Christmas carols next year because there's still a bunch that we haven't seen that we'll probably need to get to at some point. So until then, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Yeah, sure. I have uh, two blogs. Um, you can check them out. One is The Animation Combination at theanimationcombination.com. It's a animation reviews blog. I post top 13 list sometimes and i have my own game show who wants to be millionaire animation edition which had a season eight finished recently and i have a second blog my live action disney project at my live action disney project.com wherein i'm trying to watch and review every single theatrically released and now disney plus released uh disney film ever made so check it out thanks okay well until next time see ya Thanks for listening to the Christmas Movie Marathon on iHeartMovies. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you prefer. And of course, make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. And we'll see you soon for another brand new episode. Thanks for listening and Merry Christmas.